0: What a save, Hoskinen with the glove!
2: Unbelievable. McDavid, 500 points. Now we've got a wild
0: scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton
1: Oilers are doing on the power plant. This is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers.
0: Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point. I'm James
1: turn on this. Jharrel Kira
2: from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the. Of Alberta, we've been waiting for for
0: three decades. A oh, glove save made by. This
1: is Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers.
0: Unbelievable. And this is Oilers
1: Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by
2: Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A.
1: McDavid wins the game for
2: Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton
1: Oilers. 630 check.
0: offer happy st patrick's day brendan escott back in the 630 chance studio playing the role of the uh, music maestro throughout the entirety of today's show that's almost got a little bit of a ish feel to it from maggie Coulter. uh we might uh, roll with that a little bit later on but uh jam-packed edition of waters now what was the, the there was a, a famous irish tune uh Barry something uh that had to do uh Oh, I'm trying to think of who. Oh, it's been out there for years. Anyways, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on today's edition of Oilers Now. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. First of back-to-back games, Edmonton and Calgary. Second of two, Battle of Alberta. The Oilers with some changes coming up to their lineup. We'll hit on that. We'll tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca. E-commerce store, Alberta's owned, number one, owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott is back in the 630 Chad Studios. You up for this over the course of the next couple hours, Brendan? I am Irish, so I'd better be. Absolutely I'm prepared.
2: Let's do it. All right.
0: Now, what was that opening uh, rip from there? What was that? Uh, I, obviously a little bit of uh, a, a folk tune from back in the day. Was that a specific one that you came across? Yeah,
2: it's a piece of sheet music called
0: uh, The Sense of Kiva.
2: And uh, it's, it's something about the Irish fiddle. I mean, they all kind of sound similar. I don't know if that's one that specifically stands out. But yeah, The,
0: the Sense of Kiva. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, We'll have some fun this afternoon on the show. And it is a busy one. A lot to get to. We got a game night. That's our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Pay no overtime rates on the 24 seven service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. We can tell you Mike Smith will start in goal against Jacob Markstrom. Smith coming in with a record this year of nine and three at 2.31 goals against average 921 save percentage. Markstrom, who the owners pursued in the offseason, signing a six year deal in Calgary at $6 million per He's eleven seven and two a two point six nine goals against average and a nine ten seven uh nine one zero save percentage. We will not have the full and complete lineups. Uh, for you at this time yet but we will get to some audio from Dave Tippett uh, there's a chance we'll see Zach Cassian chance we'll see Tyson Berry tonight uh, some game time decisions coming for the Edmonton Oilers here's how you get hold of us you can reach us at the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063 when the province gets fully back up in Adam the River Cree will get back up in Adam well they can tell you that uh, the River Cree's got multiple Dreamcatcher Spa and Stay packages available for booking now call uh, 1-844-425-2733 or visit rivercrearesort.com backslash stay. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors Renovating. Come see what's on sale now at 140. Actually, they've just finished their renovation. Uh, check. Uh, so reach out. To, they can help you out if you're renovating your house as well. Uh, you can visit them at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or at ashleyfinefloors.com. Besides a complete preview in the first half hour of the game, uh, NHL today. We'll go to our North 49 lineup report. Uh, we'll bring in the orders. Now audio vault for direct work NHL today for elite promotional marketing, then at 1235 today, three separate topics that we're going to hit on with Brian Lawton from the NHL network, the situation in Buffalo. If you've not heard former Oilers head coach, Ralph Krueger, former Oilers assistant, Steve Smith, both relieved of their duties today. Uh, they get two years together on that coaching staff. The, uh, Sabres just in an absolute world of hurt, winless to 12. Jack Eichel, we find out, actually getting hurt in training camp. Two goals this year, and I mean, we're more than halfway through the season, and Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall have two goals each. Last night, by the way, Taylor Hall uh, got cross-checked from behind as uh, P.K. Subban cleared him out from the front of the net right as Colin Miller was right, wiring a shot, and he hit Hall right in the face. Hall came back for the second and third period. There's a lot of other players given the position that the Sabres were in that might have pulled the shoot out of that game. Uh, he stayed with it. Actually went back at PK Subban, former teammate of his with New Jersey. Jesus, it was the draft in Vancouver in 2019 when the general manager at that time, Jason Botterill was calling Taylor Hall, uh, for some feelings on PK Subban. Anyways, Hall went back at him a couple nights. Buffalo has made the coaching change. Some of you probably, well, no one's surprised based on what happened this season. Um, uh, But it has been a crazy time in Buffalo, and it continues. They've got the worst record in the NHL since the 2011 season. So Brian Lawton will join us. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And we're going to talk about Dylan Holloway with Brian Lawton as well, who today... Dylan Holloway was officially was named as one of the 10 finalists for the Hobie Baker award, the top player in NCAA last night, Wisconsin lost the big 10 championship game. And they've already got a seat into the NCAA regionals. Um, so, Brian Lott at 1235, 105 from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples, 135, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And we're going to ask John, uh, whether or not there's a possibility that Gary Bettman might get involved with Buffalo in assisting them. Uh, you had, we had Mike Feud on the show yesterday talking a bit about the inexperience, uh, with Buffalo. It ain't going to get any better there. Meanwhile, Edmonton and Calgary. Oilers coming in with a record of 18-13, and but they've dropped two straight games looking to get things turned around. And the first thing we're going to do is uh, we are going to head into our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Here's Dave Tippett's assessment of the previous game against Calgary. I think they've all been tight games. We had the one seven one one game, but they've all been real tight games. So it's uh the team that makes fewer mistakes, capitalize on chances, goaltending has played a part in it. So for the most part they've been pretty close games. So other than the 7-1 game, they've been they've been all pretty tight. Dave uh, Tippett, uh was asked on an update on Zach Cassian. He's uh he's been on the ice for a few days now and uh he, as soon as he gets clearance from the doctors, he he's he looks good out there in practice but he needs to get final clearance from the doctors before he can play so we'll see where that goes today cassian has missed the last 18 games now if he is to play the owners are going to have to make a move uh because they're going to have to activate him off of ltir uh in theory they could easily put patrick russell or james neal uh to name a couple guys back on uh to the taxi squad so just keep that in mind one guy who's uh uh Performed quite well for Emberton coming off of the taxi squad onto the active rosters. There's a chance he may end up playing center tonight with Jujar uh unlikely to play. Uh, Devin Shore, and he had these comments yesterday on, uh, is this from yesterday or today on uh, depth forward, supporting Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl.
1: Everyone's got a role, right? And the, this team's no different. So there's a certain way we want to play in the bottom six, you know, it'd be hard to play against, try to play in their end as much as possible. And, and of course, like, especially as forwards, of course, you want to chip in offensive whenever you can, but sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. You, you do your best to create as many chances as possible and, and, uh, and, and hope someone will find a way in.
0: That is uh, Devin Shore of the Edmonton Oilers. He also had a uh, really interesting comment on the heels of what happened with Jujar Kera. Uh And look, let's make no mistake, it, Jujar got popped. Uh, Brett, Richie, chuck and we discussed it a bit on yesterday's show. Last night, uh, a couple incidents, uh, one involving Carson Suse. Who is, uh, in a hearing with the National Hockey League after he elbowed Connor Garland in the face? He got a major penalty, but stayed in the game. And then Lawson Krauss went after him. Uh, and Kuse, who's, or Suse, who's a, a local uh, product, I think he's from Lloydminster, Irma. Uh, I mean, he, gotten the receiving end of some shots there is, uh, Lawson Krause is a big guy. And then the other thing that happened in last night's game, there was a major penalty called against Tanev, Brennan Tanev after he got all of Jared Tenori. This after Tenori flattened of Jenny Melkin. So I think you're going to start to see more penalties called. There's a couple. If you, you know, there's inconsistencies with some officials. I know we've talked uh, uh, a bit in the past uh, regarding a couple of the different refs that don't call a lot. Uh, Mark Chonette has a reputation for letting them play. And 56-game schedule right now, it's kind of more like playoff hockey, so I'm sensing at times the officials are letting a little bit more uh, go. In the, in the case of GJRK, many Flames fans would say he should have been penalized for the hit on Oliver Shillington the other night. He wasn't. Um, he he honored the request and ultimately paid the price taking a shot as he tried to get, get himself squared back up after initially, uh, you know, kind of losing his balance in the scrap. Um, and it always brings itself back into consideration. Do you allow the players to police themselves? This is what Devin Shore had to
1: say on whether fighting still has a place in hockey. It's, it's a pretty small small community in this league and there is a mutual respect there and um, i personally think it, it still does have a place in it um you know like i said it's it's terrible to see what happened last night um, fortunately people are around to, to take good care of us and they take every precaution when it comes to the, the head stuff with the the tests and and monitoring it not just when it happens but in the days following so yeah, of course you wish something like that never happens, but especially, especially to your teammate. But it's, it's intense out there and, and uh, emotions run high.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, I think it takes tremendous courage uh, to fight. I would suggest that most of the listeners to the, the show probably feel the players need to have um, the option to police themselves for what happens on the ice. I would also suggest that most of the listeners, if I'm going to hazard a guess, and you can agree with me or disagree with me, text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And maybe it's a byproduct of watching Connor McDavid. Like against Ottawa, we saw two situations in the game the other night where McDavid got cross checked into the boards from behind, and there wasn't a call. And uh, and in fairness, he had engaged Ottawa players earlier in the shift. They just took it to the nth degree and i personally of the of the belief that i think at times i'm surprised there hasn't been more i think what we're seeing is officials don't want to decide games with too many, too much special teams and they want the games to be decided five on five now there's an organization that's going to benefit from that in canada and that's the flames because they've got with their forward units at least one of the bigger heavier tougher teams and there's no question They've got that team. So the way you have to combat that a bit is with skill. And uh, so they can lean on you a little bit. If they don't call the backside interference against some of the better players in the game, it's a w- and, and it's it, it's an ongoing situation. So you take a look at the three games against Toronto. Toronto had the puck a lot, the Oilers, in two of those games did not get a power play which was surprising you could maybe make an argument in those three games as those games were on that the Oilers could have been penalized a lot more but if you called some calls earlier in the game does it change sort of how? i mean toronto played edmonton badly in all three games the Oilers were good early in all three games and toronto got the lead and i think when you're playing against daryl sutter teams getting the lead is a critical thing. So power plays early in games and officials turning uh a blind eye to some of the things that occur on the ice, that's a challenge. And, again, I, I, I you can make a strong argument. G.J.R. Carver should have been penalized uh, on the Shillington play to begin with. Now, does Brett Ritchie still look to settle the score after that? He might, and he's completely capable of doing that. So it's a simple question. Should fighting still be an outlet for the players? Yes or no? And do the officials need to call more as well? Are are the two sort of interrelated? Brendan, what do you think? You know
2: that's an interesting one, Bob. I think that you know even watching the broadcast, just because of the angle of that initial hit. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like the the reaction of the players, it's there, you know, and that hasn't changed. And despite the nature of the conversation changing, the the instinctual reaction of the players out on the ice seems to not have wavered really, uh, in in the most part. You know, when when a situation definitely calls for it, there is always uh, an answer to the bell. So, you know, to me, I, I haven't seen, like it's it's across the board that the officiating has, has drawn the ire this year, so could you see them getting more control over these games? Possibly, but I think some of the big hits that we're seeing thrown and that sort of thing, that's going to get a response regardless of whether the, the whistle had been going earlier in
0: the game or not. On the TSN Insider package, Insider Trading yesterday, they quoted that fighting was up 42% this season from last season. Now, some of that might have, what, what's the old saying, familiarity uh, breeds contempt. Some of that might be that. I think part of it is they're not calling as much. And when they don't call as much, that lends itself to more frustration and more of the players having to police themselves. Um, and I, I think we recognize it's not the 1980s and the 19, early 1990s. Between 1986 to 1992, there were a lot of goals and games and there were a lot of fights. And that is the, stage sort of fighting's gone down. Uh, there's very few teams. I mean, Milan Lucic can play. He's got functional toughness. Brett Ritchie, he, he's, you know, he's a bottom six guy that struggled to stay in the bottom six, but he can play. And so you don't have the, the, the super monolithic, um, You know, players like Steve McIntyre anymore today in the National Hockey League. I mean, the only guy I can even think that would be like that would be maybe Ross Johnson. Even Curtis McDermott, who's playing for the L.A. Kings. Can play a little bit, like he's got a couple goals as a defenseman this year. I mean, there's star player, star forwards in the league right now that only got two goals. So I want to hear from you. You can text us at 780 seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six eight. It's twelve twenty two in Edmonton. Here we're gonna, here we go. We're gonna do our best bet here. The uh, game day lineup report brought to you by North Forty Nine Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, again, we don't know about Cassian. We don't know about Barry. There's a chance they go in. I think you may see uh, – I think you're going to see Cahoon uh, in the lineup. And if he's in, probably on a line with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. That just – it makes sense. Dreisaitl's got seven goals, 11 points his last six games. Cahoon's missed the last five. It's been a healthy scratch. Uh, McDavid with R N H. And Paul Yarby, that line uh, in the Oilers 2-1 victory played together down in uh, the one they the one game of the three that they won in Calgary that line was together. McDavid's got uh, in his last 6 games 3 goals and 13 points. Paul Yarvey hasn't scored in 5 games since he scored at home against Calgary. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins is going through a tough stretch. Part of it has to do with being moved off the line with McDavid and centering his own line the last four or five games. Uh, but in the last 11 games, Nugent Hopkins has got one goal, uh, five points, just two at even strength, and he's got minus eight. But again, traditionally a second half of the year player. I don't have a hot clue on the third and fourth lines other than to suggest I'd be very surprised if Kay replace. I could see Haas and Shore together, uh, Haas and Shore each centering their own line. Um, and probably, since I I think there's a chance Neil comes out, if Cassian comes in, uh, you may end up seeing a scenario where Archibald ends up over on the left side. So Innocent Archibald on the left side, and maybe if Cassian can play, Cassian and Jason on, on the right side. Barry, uh, it's kind of sounded today like Dave Tippett said game time decision, so let's operate under Nurse with Barry, Laguson and Larson, Russell and Bear, and I think it's a chance we might see Bouchard take the pregame skate. We know that Mike Smith's going to start in goal for Edmonton. Calgary's going with the same lineup, we're told. Elias Lindholm, 14 goals, 25 points, 23 career games against Edmonton with Kachuk and Dubé, Monaghan with Goodrow and Richie, Backlund with Lucic and Maggiapani. Uh, Michael Backlund's got 35 points in 47 career games against Edmonton. Derek Ryan, the former Alberta Golden Bearer, with Sam Bennett and Josh Levo. That line had a tough game against the Oilers the other night. On defense, Giordano will play his 63rd career game against the Oilers. He's with Rasmus, Anderson, Hannafin, and Tanev. have been a very good shutdown pairing for Calgary. Vallamaki and Shillington. And we already discussed Jacob Markstrom starts and goal. When we come back in 90 seconds time, we'll get to... The uh, Oilers now, NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you.
1: Hi, this is Leon Dreisettle from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right,
0: all right, all right, 1227 in Edmonton. This text comes in. Bob, the officials on our Ashley fine floors text line. The officials need to stop calling the stupid little hooking and holding infractions. This is not flag hockey. They need to call the cheap shots because if they turn a blind eye, it focuses and forces the players to take care of business themselves. They also have to do away with the face-off procedures. The line should be given five seconds to drop the puck if the players aren't ready too bad. Take the onus off the linesmen who think the cameras there for them and place it on the players. I would suggest that would save four to eight minutes per game with the way the game we got literally hundreds of textures today. Uh seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three and uh, at this time we're going to go into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing company branded PPE available including logoed masks all created in house visit ElitePromoMarketing.com here's Brendan Escott All right, another battle of Alberta tonight on 630 Ched 8pm puck
2: drop 6 o'clock for your extended City Ford face off show that is after Ottawa hosts Vancouver Winnipeg entertaining Montreal as well you heard about it amid 12 game losing streak the Buffalo Sabres firing head coach Ralph Krueger and assistant Steve Smith this morning uh, per Mike Harrington, Don Granato taking over in the interim with Dan Girardi and Matt Ellis as the assistants there. Anton Forsberg claimed off waivers again, uh, moving from Winnipeg to the Ottawa Senators this time. The Canucks plucked Jimmy Vesey away from the Leafs. Paul Byron cleared. Carson Soucy, Bob has a hearing with Department of Player Safety uh, for charging Connor Garland last night. Bakersfield Condors needed overtime again, but they got it done again against the San Jose Barracuda. That is now a nine-game winning streak. Luke Esposito with the game-winning goal. James Hamblin, Joe Gambardella, the other two. They run it back again tonight in San Jose. Oil Kings start a three-game set with Red Deer at home on Friday. Wisconsin Badgers losing in the Big Ten Championship game, 6-4 to Minnesota yesterday.
0: And they await a placement uh, in the NCAA Regionals. Uh, Stuart Skinner, by the way, last nine starts, 9-0-0. 1.33 1.33 goals against average, 9.48 save percentage. When we come back, former NHL general manager and the head of Octagon, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.